Look at this book, isn't it neat? Linked with the Bible, the gospel's complete. Looking around here, you'd think, sure, we've got everything. We've got priesthood and temples and prophets. We've got missionaries galore. You want family history? We got plenty. But who cares? No big deal. We're getting more. Yes, look at this book. Isn't it neat? It has helped our lives be so complete. Looking around here, we know we have everything. We have love, faith, and repentance. Baptism, the Holy Ghost, too. Want to endure? Hey, we've got this. Yes, we care a great deal. It's for you. Good night. Oh. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Notes from John. With the babble from Bond. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Good night. Hello. Good night. <laughs> so that little song was one uh, that Bonnie uh, took the the words to that Disney movie, and and uh, she made up those words herself, which uh, she's done a lot of, and uh, our missionaries uh, re- heard a lot of those kinds of songs that she she did the words to it and made it applicable to what they were doing. And it's applicable. Way to go, Bonnie. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and it's applicable tonight for what we're going to talk a little bit about. And but first of all, we want to give a shout out. It's July 28th. 20, 28th is right. 2019. And we want to give a shout out to our daughter, Julie. Julie. Yes. Baby, Baby number seven. Little Nico. Little Nico. Who who? Can, he came along what, what, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Three weeks ago. Yeah. Another another one of her uh, babies that she had uh, naturally without any anesthetic or anything. Or yeah, she's pretty tough. Yeah, and we're just so grateful that things worked out uh, well for them, and happy that he's here. And also, we want to give her a shout out for how she does her vlog and how she. Um, <clears throat> inserts every so often with some of what she believes in. Yeah, she does, and it's made a difference in the lives of a number of people. It has, and she likes to share some of the things and from the Book of Mormon, and what I liked is when she quoted one of my favorite scriptures from the Book of Mormon in um, Alma 25, when, she, when it says, In the strength of the Lord I can do all things. And she... She would say that often when she gets a little frustrated. She goes, in the strength of the Lord, I can do all things. <laughs> and that's really true, because yeah, we a, can. It's a great concept, and that's really true. So tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about the importance of the Book of Mormon in our lives. And for those of you who might not know what the Book of Mormon is, it's Holy Scripture. To us, it was written by many ancient prophets in the Americas and contains the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. As does the Bible. A prophet historian named Mormon retold and quoted many of the words of one group of ancient people, beginning with the prophet Lehi, as recorded on gold plates. Now, we've got another little song that tells some of these. <laughs> little. little <laughs> yeah, it's a long song. Yeah, but ten verses. That <laughs> talks a little bit about the stories in the Book of Mormon with a little different twist. Okay, here we go. 
Old folks, young folks, everybody come. Read the Book of Mormon and have a lot of fun. Please listen carefully, you'll want to know more of these Book of Mormon stories that are different than before. The young prophet Nephi was big and strong. According to the scriptures, he did no wrong. In all the many pictures that you see of him, he looks like he's been to the CrossFit gym. Stop, Porsche number three. You got it over there. No, no I've got it. Nephi was and his family sailed across the deep blue sea. In the promised land, they began a new life filled with trials and many a strife. Some Nephites, known as the Ammonites, in a war they said they would not fight. So when the war got really hard, the stripling warriors were their national guard. Old King Benjamin built a tower to talk to his people for many an hour. The people sat around in their tents to see it looked like a Boy Scout jamboree. They had some trouble with Alma the Younger. For spiritual enlightenment, he did hunger. Along came an angel in glorious rays, and Alma felt kind of dumb for a couple of days. <laughs> okay, here you do this one. Samuel the Lamanite stood upon the wall to tell the people to repent or they would fall. He dodged arrows and spurs, oh, the... But he escaped from the wall, never more to be seen. <laughs> oh, dear. You go on. Okay. Gaddy and robbers get the thanks for robbing all the Nephite banks. They cracked every safe in the whole darn nation because they had the secret combination. Yeah, Jared and his brother, they left the Tower of Babel. They traveled in the wilderness as long as they were able. Of Jared's brother's name, well, we're not quite sure. We think it was Mahan, Rai, Mori, and Khmer. Captain Moroni was a mighty leader. He was the Book of Mormon's very first reader. He had a promise in the very last book. If you want to know the truth, well, you better take a look at the truth. For quite some time we looked and looked for the great women in the special book. We know that for sure they had to have been because by your side great men are great women. So read the Book of Mormon, don't delay. Study, ponder, and pray about it every day. We'll tell you what will happen, what it will for sure will do. It will make a very happy person out of all of you. That was kind of hurting. It was sort of. <laughs> well, I needed okay. to practice just a little more. As in practice at least some. <laughs> Yes, but anyway, that's just a brief, some brief little tidbits from the Book of Mormon and how the many great stories that are in there to help build faith and testimony and help us become better people. You know, I grew up as well, uh, as we've uh, told before, in a very strong, active Latter-day Saint home with parents that were amazing. Problem is, I never really, as a young uh, child, read the Book of Mormon got into to, uh, 
seminary in the ninth grade, and we were supposed to read the Book of Mormon, and um, I don't remember hardly reading much of it at all during that year. I just didn't do it. I guess I was lazy or something. I'm not sure just why. But um, And then I didn't read it really. I read it occasionally, a little parts of it here and there during high school, but I didn't ever really read the Book of Mormon with an intent to know if it was true. And it didn't happen for me until, gosh, until I got on to my mission. As a matter of fact, when after my amputation, before my mission, I was called to teach a Sunday school class of uh, um, high school kids. They were, I was just a few years older than them, and I was supposed to be teaching a course on the Book of Mormon. I told the the bishop when he called me, he says, look, I don't know. I don't know anything about the Book of Mormon, really, not enough to teach a Sunday school class. So I just taught something else. And um, But then, when I, when I uh, got a mission call and started getting serious about it, I, I started reading the Book of Mormon with a serious intent. And I, I, I mean, I gotta say that I've, even after all the the reading and pondering and really praying about it that I did, I never really had this, I never had a an overpowering sense of its truth. I just had this warm, um, good feeling that what I was reading were the things that a Heavenly Father would have me read. And I, I came to know over an extended period of time uh, that it was true. I didn't have any miraculous event by any means, but the the statement certainly of Mormon, if uh, when you receive these things, I would exhort you. You know that uh, to ask God, the Eternal Father, if these things are true, if you will ask with a sincere heart, real intent, intent, having faith in Christ, He will manifest the truth of it unto you by the power of the Holy Ghost. And by the power of the Holy Ghost, you will manifest. The you truth will know of the truth. You will know the truth things. of all things. Moroni ten four and five. And, and so that became became a very powerful uh, um, scripture for me, uh, and also another scripture that I I uh, really didn't learn about until quite later. It's not a scripture per se, but I said, well, I guess it is. It's the introduction to the Book of Mormon, and there's a, a wonderful statement in that introduction. I'm going to read a little bit of it here to you. It says, uh, we invite all men everywhere to read the Book of Mormon, to ponder in their hearts the message it contains, and then to ask God, the Eternal Father, in the name of Christ, if the book is true. Those who pursue this course and ask in faith will gain a testimony of its truth and divinity by the power of the Holy Ghost. And those who gain this divine witness from the Holy Spirit will also come to know by the same power that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world, that Joseph Smith is his revelator and prophet in these last days, and that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the Lord's kingdom once again established on the earth, preparatory to the second coming of the Messiah. That's a very powerful statement to realize that what if you come to know that the Book of Mormon is true through uh, 
um, following through on the promise that's given to us by Moroni, that, that we can then uh, come to know of its truth, not only of the Book of Mormon, but that Joseph Smith was a prophet and that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the Lord's Church on the earth today. Wow, what a, what a remarkable thing to be able to know. No, it, it's really true, and it make, I've never had this powerful witness either, but it's always felt right to me, and it just makes sense to me when you think of this um, young boy, Joseph Smith, at 14 years old, who was unlearned and didn't have much education, was able to receive this revelation from God and, and uh, help translate this beautiful book into helping us become closer. And one of our apostles, Todd Christofferson, said that um, the Book of Mormon will establish a relationship with God. So if you read it frequently, daily, you will get that relationship closer and uh, have a better bond with our Lord and Savior. And it's interesting to me that you said that um, you, you were compelled to read it because of your mission, correct? I was. And uh, I, I read it here and there, and I, was, I wanted to read it because it was on, I wanted my name to be on that chart as well, where you'd read the Book of Mormon and you could mark off the... In seminary. In seminaries, but uh, yeah, to, that you read the Book of Mormon. But I remember a little girl that came over to our house one day to sleep over with Julie in the bedroom. Julie was w- anxious to, to watch movie and watch movies and have popcorn and this little girl was reading her scriptures she was 12 and as I walked by the room she had it open her book of Mormon and she was saying listen to this Julie this is such an awesome scripture and she was reading it and I thought oh my word and she just it was like she was just filled with such light and power and then Julie looked at me and just went I want to watch movies and popcorn and have popcorn. So it's just, I, I guess we all spiritually mature at different levels at different times. Yeah, and we do. We used to, uh, um, we, we were in, we've been encouraged for many, many years uh, from the time our children were young, certainly to, to read the Book of Mormon with our children. And so, gosh, there I was now in this, in the uh, Winder State Presidency, and I hadn't really been reading every day with our children um, in the Book of Mormon, so I decided that I needed to repent, and and with Bonnie's approval, we would start reading the Book of Mormon in the morning before school. My approval. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Did you like that? <laughs> so I was already reading it with them. <laughs> oh yeah, not true. So well, sometimes we'd read the. The Book of Mormon reader, the children's version, while they were eating lunch when you'd have to, breakfast. Well, I decided since yeah. I'm, I'm standing in state conference asking everybody to read the Book of Mormon in their families, we should be doing it too. So we started and started reading it mostly every morning with the kids before school or whatever. And, and um, you know, we did that pretty pretty well. The problem is that I just wanted to be able to read and get through it. Bonnie, you wanted to stop and explain and talk about it, and yes. and you were your method would have been much better than mine, um, because all we did was essentially I wouldn't listen to you. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. Um, you were right. We should have done it that way instead of just reading through it. And um, 
I, I remember when Josh was on his mission, uh, one time I, I called down to let him know that his grandmother had passed away and intended just to talk to the mission president to let him know. And when I, when I called and this missionary answered the phone and I recognized the voice as Josh was a voice. I said, Josh? He said, Dad? <laughs> it was just so briefly we had an opportunity to have a little conversation, unintended, but uh, we did. And Anyway, one of the things in that conversation is um, um, Josh said, Dad, whatever you do, please keep reading the scriptures in the morning with the girls. Because it, even though it seems like it doesn't, it's not doing any good, it does, it does matter. And I believe that's true, even though we may not have, I didn't take the time to explain everything, um, or even much, uh, that there's a spirit and power in the Book of Mormon that can bless our lives just by Opening. trying, by trying. Yeah. Opening the book and... Um yeah, it's amazing that it would help set the tone for the day. We also saw it in a significant way. I, I, I had many experiences on my mission with the Book of Mormon as a young man. But while we were serving as mission president in New Jersey together, um, we saw many occasions where um, people were blessed by the Book of Mormon in their lives. And the one that just comes to my mind immediately is a missionary by the name of Elder Platt. Elder Platt, who was um, not a member of the church uh, until he was turned, what's, 18, I think. When he turned 18, he was uh, introduced to the gospel and, and uh, he got permission from his parents. He was baptized. But that young man, then a year later, came on his mission to us and he, he would, even when he got off the plane, he had the Book of Mormon in his hand. He would take it everywhere, everywhere. with him. To breakfast, everywhere. lunch, dinner, he always had it in his hand. He did. And by the time he got there into New Jersey, I think he'd indicated he'd already read it, I don't remember, Bonnie, seven or eight times. Oh. And then before he finished... Like 18. Well, when he finished his mission, it was like oh. 18 times. Um, it was just an example since uh, since the time I was uh, young, I've I've really endeavored to read the Book of Mormon on a regular basis. To say that I've read it every day, I can't say that because there have been days where I haven't read it. Or my my scripture reading now uh, consists of reading the Book of Mormon, then I'll read the New Testament, then I'll read the Doctrine and Covenants, and. Um, uh, and then, uh, you know, I've read the Old Testament a couple of times, but then I'll start back over with the Book of Mormon again. So uh, the scriptures are very important for me, the Book of Mormon particularly because it contains, you know, the fullness of the gospel fullness. for us. Well, you know, um, I think part of reading our scriptures, especially the Book of Mormon, is with us, we, we grew up with it, so it was like we almost kind of take it for granted because it's just part of our religion, part of who we are and what we've had forever. But I've always loved the story of this um, Latvia where they got the first edition of the Book of Mormon. 
Mm-hmm. And as the president of the branch began to speak, he and bore testimony of the Book of Mormon. And he held up the first copy of the Book of Mormon in Latvia, Latvian, I guess. And people started to soft cheers came from the audience, and they were crying. They just wanted to hold it. There was total reverence, and just being able to touch the gold leafing on the front of the book brought them true joy. And one woman. They were they were handling it, handling it like it was fine crystal. And I don't know if I've ever handled the Book of Mormon like it was that precious, but it really is. And an old woman just waited her turn just to hold the book, and then she turned to the branch president and asked if she could even open the first page because it was such a reverent experience for her. But it's great that they've been able to, um, what's the word I want, translate the Book of Mormon into how many? So I don't know how many, but many, many, many many languages, languages so that people all over the world have these beautiful scriptures. And it's not only just reading it, but we have had family home evenings where we've acted out stories. And we had one little granddaughter who always wanted to be Lemuel. That's his, he was one of the disobedient boys' sons, and she wanted to be the disobedient one. And then we've had grandkids who like to draw pictures of the stories that they've heard. So there's many ways of of reading and participating in the scriptures. But one of my favorite scriptures is in Second Nephi 32.3, where it says, We feast upon the words of Christ, for behold, the words of Christ will tell you all things what ye should do. And that helps me in my life to know that if I read my scriptures, he'll tell me what I need to do to be better, to be more loving, more kind, and to be a better servant to others. One of my favorite parts of the Book of Mormon is in Second Nephi 31, where um, really the Nephi sets out for us the, uh, the doctrine of Christ, wherein we are to have faith and repentance, and to be baptized and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, and then enduring to the end. And the importance of the Father and the Son in our lives and, uh, and that there is, there is no other way whereby man can be saved but by and through the name of Jesus Christ. Well, there's no other way. It's the only way. You know, what, what an important thing for us to, to come to know in the Book of Mormon just teaches that to us so powerfully. I love the scripture in Mosiah 2.41. Moreover, I would desire that ye should consider on the blessed and happy state of those that keep the commandments of God. For behold, they are blessed in all things, both temporal and spiritual. And if they hold out faithful to the end, they are received into heaven, that thereby they may dwell with God in a state of never-ending happiness. Remember, remember that these things are true for the Lord God hath spoken it. I try to recite that every day to re- help me remember. That's a great, powerful scripture. Oh, I love it. It really is there to bless everyone's life. Everyone's life, yes. Well, the Book of Mormon then is a, a, you know, another testament of Jesus Christ. And it's an essential part of uh, um, people coming to gain a testimony and the a knowledge and truthfulness of, of the truthfulness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and for that, we're just so privileged to, to know that we've had it all of our lives. Unfortunately, we, we didn't take advantage of it all of our lives like we could have, particularly me when I was younger. I just took it so much for granted. Yes, we did. 
even though my parents taught about it strongly. And, um, but I'm just so thankful for a mission experience that changed all of that for me. And um, it's obviously had a, an, an enormous impact in my life. Okay. So, maybe you can find a Book of Mormon somewhere, or just make sure you read it every day, because it will bless your life. I looked out the window, and what did I see? Two Mormon missionaries smiling at me. They had brought me such a nice surprise. A Book of Mormon right before my eyes. I could take some time to read it through. Study, pray, and get it to me too. It was really so, and it seemed to be the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Stop. Get it to me too. <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> Start over. That was horrible. What? No, it wasn't. Yeah. That's What's the wrong totally that? wrong words. Get what? it to me too. <laughs> Repeat. Repeat what? The second verse or the first one? Whatever. The second verse. I can't do it now. I looked in the chapel and what did I see? What? Many converts smiling back at me. They were happy, it was no surprise. The gospel light shined bright in all their eyes. We can share the gospel with everyone. Read the Book of Mormon, you know it's fun. It is really so, and it seemed to be. Get the Book of Mormon into you and you'll be happy. Yes, you will. Yep, it's the greatest thing that's happened to all of us yes, because it is. it is powerful evidence of another testament of the life and teaching of Jesus Christ. Who is the King of King and the Lord of Lords, and for whom we are indebted for everything good in our lives. For sure. Yeah. Well, it's been great to be with you tonight. I hope you'll have a wonderful uh, week. We're taking all of our family to Lagoon tomorrow. Lagoon? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Should be a, a delightful, challenging experience because it's going to be a hundred degrees oh, tomorrow. Kids won't even notice; they'll just love it. No, but I will, and so will you. Well, I have a squirt bottle to spray on you, so you'll be okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, that's right. that's it from notes from John with a baffle from Bond. Have a great night. Good night. <laughs>